know. I think we're on and we didn't realize it. Sorry about that, gang. <laughs> Morning. Uh, all right. Welcome. We're going to change the name of the show to Faults and Fixes. Uh, last week we were we were calling it the Golf Institute, but you know what? Now that uh, next week is happening, we have a whole new list of shows that we're going to be doing. Um, those shows are from 6.30 to 7. Jeff, uh, Dr. Jeff's going to have a show called On the Move about golf fitness um from 7 to seven thirty, megan's gonna have a show called the ladies tea from seven thirty to 8 we have justin Koff and and dan frankel they're gonna do something called little sticks which, which is gonna be our junior program and then anthony's gonna be on from 8 to 8 30 and then we're going to have faults to fixes with all of us basically from 8 30 to 9 so I'm Kelly Brook. I'm here today with Woody Lashin. Anthony Scorsia is uh, going to join us today. Thank you. Justin Koff and Megan Youngman. Jeff, Dr. Jeff, is down at the Walker Cup. Hanging with the president. Or uh, yeah. <laughs> hanging with 43. Literally, uh, George Bush <laughs> is in the next room. Yep. He's staying in the next room. <laughs> with all weird? his security. I know. He said so there weird. was a dog outside his room even. Yeah. I think that's fantastic. That is awesome. <laughs> we get just a random picture and a text message of him with the president. Yep. <laughs> it was amazing. So he's down there doing his thing. You yeah. know, he does his thing with the U USGA. He's the doctor on staff, and he stretches them and, you know, puts on those compression pants and everything else. So Yeah, he's in charge of all the doctors yeah. that, that, that go over there. We're so lucky to have him here, aren't we? Yep. All right. So we're going to do something a little different today because the phone lines are still not working back at the studio. So we asked friends and students and family to email us questions, which we're going to get to later. But I want to play a little game just mm -hmm. to, uh, because this is always interesting because you get so many different uh, opinions. Um, so I'm going to give you guys a scenario, mm -hmm. and then we're going to take it from there. So the first scenario is this. Your ball is three yards short of the green. The grass between you and the green is, perfectly, is a perfectly cut fairway apron. The pin is seven yards or seven paces onto the front of the green. Would you hit a 60-degree wedge, a 56-degree wedge, a hybrid, or a putter? Well, I'm going to go first. Okay. I always think a ball on the ground is a lot more reliable than a ball in the air. And seeing that I have no need <clears throat> to get this ball up in the air besides just to go over the long grass and get it rolling on the green, I'm going to tell you I'm going to pick something low lofted. So probably none of those. Probably an 8-iron or a 9-iron because I've got what? So you're telling me I've got 21 feet, right? I've got 18 feet that I, need, uh, that I can roll the ball once it lands on the green. I'm going to just bump it up there and okay. let it run. Yep. Justin, cool. what are you going to do? I'm always going to putt. Yeah. And I tell all my students to putter is the easiest club in the bag, right? There's very little motion when you're putting. Uh, it's simple. There's the, the face is basically straight. So if I move that putter four or five inches back, four or five inches through, minimal motion, it's going to get the ball rolling. You're going to figure out the distance as you do it. But I think the putter is the most reliable club in the bag. And I always tell people, if you can putt, putt. 
I agree. You know what I think also is that, um, you know, I always tell my students that you should hit the club that you're most comfortable with. But for most high handicappers, the putter is the easiest club to hit. But if you feel comfortable with an 8-iron, take an 8-iron. If you feel comfortable with a 56-degree wedge, take a 56-degree wedge. The only club I wouldn't, I would try to stay away from is that 60-degree wedge yep. because they're just so hard to control when you're a high handicapper. They are. Um, but, yeah, I think it's best to get the ball on the green and rolling as soon as possible. Well, so. what's the difference between chipping and pitching? No one seems to know. <laughs> well, in my opinion, chipping and pitching, yep. and Anthony, you're a high school coach, right? Yep, yep. So you could even attest to this. But I, it's, a very, it's very simple to me. Chipping is a one-lever swing, meaning there are no wrists involved. Once you add a little wrist, all of a sudden it's two levers, meaning you're, when you're chipping, your arm and the club are working as one unit. A two-lever swing is when you add a little wrist, so your arms are one unit, and then the club is hinging, so that that's another unit. What when you have uh, what what kind of shots do you teach with your your kids in school? Yeah, that, I mean it's funny you bring that up because that's one of the things that I don't think kids practice enough, and and because all you know they listen. They're, they're young kids. They're impressionable. They see Phil Mickelson. They all want to hit the flop. But that's the first thing I do. We go on the course. We we're go in front of the green, and I say, okay, let's. I want you to hit five with your wedge, five with a with a nine iron, five with a six uh, a seven iron, and then let's see which ones are, you have a better dispersion. Yep. Right. Yep. Because they just want to hit the flop shot, or right. they want to. You know, they're young and they get it. And and listen, who doesn't want to be like Phil Mickelson? But um, it, but it's not like you said. The safest shot is the most straight edge or the putter. Absolutely. I, that's the way I look at it. Yep. To complement what you said about the one lever swing, you know, when when we're thinking of am I going to chip it or am I going to pitch it now that we all know the difference, I always think of okay, if I have more. If I need more air, meaning I have less green to work with and more grass to get over, now I'm pitching. Mm -hmm. If I have less grass to get over and a lot of roll that I can have, then I'm chipping. Sure. So. Yep, yep. Take All a right, shot. here's scenario number two. Okay, now let's move back in the fairway a little bit. So we're 30 yards from the green. The pin is 10 yards onto the green. There's nothing between us and the green. It's just fairway. It's perfectly flat. But we have a tight lie. There's very little grass. The ground is hard under the ball. What club would you use? Would you hit a 60-degree wedge, a 56-degree with probably a higher bounce on your club, or a pitching wedge? But let's do this. I'm going to have you answer this, Justin. But then I want Woody to chime in on this one. Because remember, it's hard pan. It's a super tight lie. There's very little grass. Yeah, so I, I think. Definitely a lot of people would select the 56 and the 60. My personal opinion is we're going to take the pitching wedge out and we're going to kind of lift our hands a little bit higher to play it almost more so like a putter, mm -hmm. right? So we're going to take that pitching wedge, which has a little bit of loft, to get the ball jumping off the ground a little bit, and then we're going to make sure that we roll it kind of the same way we would a putter, making it nice and simple, taking the wrists out of it and keeping that one lever swing. Again, my thing with all of these short game shots is to minimize motion. Mm -hmm. The more motion that we have, the more room we have for mistakes. So if I can take a, a little bit longer of a club and make a smaller motion with no trouble in front of me, I think that's the way to go. I agree. Let's talk about bounce. I yeah. had one of those options was you had a 56 and a 60 and they have high bounce. 
Yeah, so as, as, as a club fitter, when I'm fitting for short game, I'm trying to give you different options with bounce. Very simple. The more bounce you have, the better it is for soft conditions. The less bounce you have, the better it is for firm conditions. Of those three clubs, the club that's going to have the least amount of bounce is your pitching wedge. Yep. So that's going to give you your best chance off a really firm uh, surface. If you were to use your 56, your 60, and you hit just a scooch behind it, or even if you might hit it just perfect, you can hit it very low and over the green. Where without the bounce on the pitching wedge, you can much better chance to make solid contact and, and get better results. So, you know, a couple of years ago when I started playing again in tournaments, I had a, a set of wedges that had a high bounce. I went down to uh, Pinehurst. Megan actually caddied for me. And I got there and I was like, oh, my God, this ground is so hard and these lies are so tight that we actually went to Dick's Sporting Goods and bought new wedges. <laughs> right, right. Even though they weren't fitted to me, it was just better than, you know, that high bounce because I couldn't hit a wedge off of those firm lies. It's different down south than it is up here because here we have a lot of rain, it's soft, the fairways are plush, you know, at least at Bethpage Black they are. <laughs> <laughs> Still different grasses, right? Exactly, grasses. yep. Yeah, well, different grasses and, and knowing your game, right? So maybe you're uh, a, a more of a, a shallow player and Justin's really steep. Yeah. So even if it's really firm, he's got to have a little more bounce than you do. But it's player-specific. Yep, player-specific. What, what do you do? I love it. I just wanted to, would, you know, it, just can you talk a little bit about turf interaction, right? I mean, and there's also dynamic bounce, right? I mean, in terms well, of... Well, the bounce is a really bad word, and I'm, yeah. I'm, we're trying not to get too technical yeah, here. Yeah, right, but, right, right, right. You know, you, you see a wedge says, one says wedges I have 10 bounce, the other one says I have 12 bounce. That, that number you see is not the actual bounce. There's gotcha. a lot that goes into how the sole interacts with the, the turf. turf. Right. Um, it's the radius of the leading edge. I, I go on and on and on. Yep. But the, the reality is it's, it's, you need to figure out what is best for, A, your game, and then B, the conditions you play under. So if you've got the right setup for your game, well, maybe, and let's say you have to carry that a little further. Um, the pitching wedge might not be the right club, but it's the best one you have in your bag. Because Justin's steep. Mm -hmm. Well, Kelly, who's more shallow, might have a club in her bag and a 60-degree wedge that's got a lot less bounce, and she could have to could, could use that club where Justin couldn't. Um, but it's 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 a setup for their individual games. Yeah, right. that was very good, Woody. Yep. Before the show, I said to Woody, "Let's dumb this down a little bit, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and, so that everyone who's listening can understand." And that was very good. You still st sounded very smart, so don't worry. <laughs> All right, I think we're gonna. Uh, this is gonna be fun to see if this happens correctly, because we are in Beth Page and we are amateurs, and then we have John in Islip, and we're gonna take a commercial break. Let's see if this commercial break actually happens. I'm counting on you, John, back there. I know you can do this out east. So we're going to take our first commercial break. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Spine Care Technologies is an amazingly innovative medical device company. Their flagship product, the Extend Track Elite, is world-renowned among pain management centers, sports medicine experts, physical therapists, and chiropractors. Spine Care Technologies is dedicated to improving sports performance by relieving acute chronic back pain and its disabling effects. The Extend Track Elite is FDA cleared, non-surgical, drug-free, and has been praised by health professionals around the world for its excellent clinical results in treating low back pain. Learn more at SpineCareTechnologies.com. The all-new Hyperflex from FootJoy is tuned for golf with every detail designed and developed with the golfer in mind. Starting at the top, it looks awesome. 
The fresh material on the upper provides a great fit that forms to your foot and is fully waterproof. Next, the all-new Rapid Fit system ensures a dialed-in, precision fit, wrapping your foot in complete security. It offers incredible comfort with a new Stratofoam midsole, coupled with the OptiFlex outsole so that the shoe and the foot move in unison, whether walking or swinging. Available now in Laced and the new Rapid Fit system, shop now at footjoy.com. Hey, have you guys seen the new TaylorMade driver? Introducing the TaylorMade Sim 2. Built differently around a forged aluminum ring that shifts weight in new ways. They made it so long and forgiving, golfers can't wait for their next chance to tee off. Sim 2 gives every golfer the confidence to swing away every time they step up to the tee. Only from TaylorMade. back so do you think we should do one more before we answer uh, answer questions okay here's the last one now we're 20 yards off the green with a big deep bunker between us and the green we're in a heavy rough like it's like Beth page black heavy like it's thick and gnarly the pin is in the back of the green so we have a good 25 yards to roll the ball after it lands how would you hit this shot Justin so I think on this one, this is where, you know, the kids can get happy. All the golfers can get excited. I think we can take out our 60-degree wedge, right? I think that this is, this is an opportunity rejoice. to go. And they rejoice, exactly. They're excited about it. They're taking out their 60. Um, I think that, you know, uh, on this one, we want to get the ball up in the air. And, you know, using that 60-degree using that wedge is going to give us the most reliable kind of opportunity to be aggressive through that rough, get the ball up in the air, get it over the bunker and not have to worry necessarily about hitting it too far. So we have all that green to work with. We can be aggressive <clears> through <throat> the rough. Go ahead, golfers, get excited. Choose your 60 and hit this shot on the green, and uh, I think it'll be the best option for this one. Yeah, I think you definitely need to tighten your grip up a little bit, though, because there's going to be a lot of friction between your club face and the grass. So you got to get aggressive. you got to get ready to hit that shot. So yeah. when you're in your pre-shot routine, you know, you, you, you're going to have to hit this without fear, number right. one got to swing through it and you know you may you may have so much friction that you stop at the ball and that's okay as long as you're coming in with a downward blow into it give it a go yeah i mean a lot of times with heavy rough the heel catches and it yep. closes that club so if you've ever noticed that you, you tend to hit it a little left so i think a firmer grip is good yep. um, the way i would play the shot really is because the you don't want to get the club between the, the rough between the club and the ball i put it back in my stance a little bit maybe put a little more weight on my front foot and then be a little more steep in my backswing and my downswing. So the, and, and it's kind of almost like a chopping motion. You've got to be aggressive. You don't want to come in shallow because then that rough is going to catch that, that uh, club face and close it. Or it's going to just, you know, you're going to flop that ball yeah. short. So I think back to the concept of chipping and pitching here, right? This is definitely a pitch shot. We're, yeah. we're going to have to have some wrists. We're going to have to be aggressive. And we're going to have to create that two-lever swing like you talked about earlier. Great. All right. Okay. As we said, the phone lines aren't working exactly yet. We have one phone line, but we decided to forego them for the day and just get used to our remote studio. So some people emailed us and texted us questions uh, from yesterday, for since yesterday. So the first question is this. It says, hi, this is Barbara. Last week you talked about how to get power in the swing. I feel like I'm getting my hips through and I'm balanced at the end of my swing, yet I'm not getting power. Most of the times I hit the ball 15 yards to the right of my target. 
So it sounds like she's, to me, it sounds like she's sequencing well. We talked about that. You know, it's the hips come through, then the chest, then the arms, and then the club head. I think, Barbara, you're probably not releasing the club well. I see this a lot, especially with women who have never played uh, baseball. Maybe they played tennis, <clears throat> but they haven't played baseball. So what happens is uh, you come through, and instead of uh, after the ball rolling your right hand over your rear hand over your front arm and creating an X after the shot's gone, you're scooping it. So it's almost like you hit the ball and your right palm, your rear palm is facing the sky and then you finish. So it's more of a scooping action. So what I would do is I'd go to a range with a short tee. I'd take out my seven iron to begin with because it's shorter and it's easier to use. Then later you can use your driver. Put your feet together so that you get a nice pivot going. It takes, it kind of isolates your arms. And then I would do a split grip drill. What I mean by that is <clears throat> you're going to hold the club with your lead hand, the hand that faces the target at the top of the club. Your rear hand is going to be split away from your top hand about two or three inches. And I would go ahead and take shots working on rolling that rear hand, the right hand, if you're right-handed, over the left hand. You might start hitting it left at the beginning, but at least that's giving you the feeling of releasing the club. Then get out your driver, try that a couple times, and then you can gradually widen your stance and gradually bring your hands together. So that's what I would do. All right, Megan, I think you have uh, a question. Hopefully that helps you, Barbara. Megan. So Joe, Joe D., I've worked with Joe in the past, and Joe texted me, and this, it's more of a statement. <laughs> and if you knew Joe, you would, you would see where this was coming from. But um, I'm not sure if this is a question, but I'm going to turn it into one. Um, he texted me, when I'm hitting off the tee box and if there's water, I inevitably hit it in the water. Period. <laughs> that was, uh, so I think, he's, I think he's looking for some response on that. Um, to start this conversation, you know, it all comes down to imagery. You know, the power of the visual imagery when we're behind the ball and our confidence, uh, they produce our desired ball flight, so to say. At least it gives us the best chance. So when you're behind the ball and you're, you're acknowledging what's in front of you, any hazards, even a tree line that you have to cover, um, but especially something as scary as water out there, we it's a proven study that if the last thing i say to myself is okay i'm over the ball don't hit it in the water yeah the ball is going to go yeah. toward the water because we've got to always think about yeah. what we want exactly not what we don't want you're manifesting right. whatever exactly. that last thing that you said is it's manifesting and this winter that was my my term of the winter with all the people i play with yeah. and everyone started making fun of me by the end but it's true you <laughs> manifest things yeah. in your life you know i always give the simple very simple example of you're driving down a highway you see a deer and you're mesmerized by the deer the car starts to go to the right let's say if the deer is on the right side wherever your eyes look last that's where your muscle memory tries to get you to hit that ball right so you really want your last look to be at some point over the water right or justin and i did a video on the golf institute of where to tee up on what side of the um of the tee box to tee up you want to take that justin yeah absolutely so when we're looking at at where the water is, let's say the water is kind of more to the right side. 
we're actually going to tee up on that side of the tee box to give us the most amount of space on the left. Yep. So that way we're not aiming anywhere near the water. The water's on the left, vice versa. We're going to tee up on the side of trouble and what's called play away from it. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, I think, kind of tee up where on the same side as the water, and then they're more likely to hit it in that Yeah, area. I think naturally you kind of aim your body away from the water then, right? Exactly. So, Joe, just to give you a little bit of feedback on that, next time you're behind the ball, I know, I know Joe watches a lot of golf, and now they've got that shot tracer that makes it super fun to watch golf now. Um, so, Joe, I want you to pick your favorite color, and I want you to have a shot tracer image in your brain when you are behind the ball and go up and hit the ball right on that line. So if, uh, hopefully we can give you something to focus on. Awesome. All right, let's take another break, and we'll be back in two minutes. If you suffer from low back pain, joint stiffness, or sciatica due to herniated disc or acute facet joint problems, you need to know about a spine therapy device called ExtendTrack Elite. ExtendTrack Elite incorporates multi-axis spinal positioning, traction and joint and soft tissue mobilization. Your doctor or therapist can use ExtendTrack Elite to move your body into pain relieving therapeutic positions that keep your body relaxed as your spine is mobilized. Learn more about ExtendTrack Elite at SpineCareTechnologies.com. Ever hit that one perfect iron shot and think, well, that's the one shot that will keep me coming back? Well, why does it have to be one shot? Why can't it be five, 10, or even 50 shots that keep you coming back? That was TaylorMade's inspiration when they designed the all-new TaylorMade Sim 2 irons. Their unique cat-back design is engineered for more forgiveness, more distance, more often. Feel what it's like to play with better irons with the all-new Sim 2s from TaylorMade. FootJoy sets the standard for golf shoe performance and style in 2021 with the all-new Premier Series, inspired by golf shoes of the past, but supercharged for today's game. Designed in collaboration with the world's best players like Justin Thomas, Adam Scott, and Max Homa, the Premier Series features classic styling with premium waterproof leathers and great details that exude craftsmanship. That is complemented by state-of-the-art comfort and performance features like the Versatrax Plus outsole. Learn more about the Premier Series at footjoy.com. Hey golfers! Most of you have heard about the championship golf course at Bethpage Black, but it surprises me how many people don't know that there are four other courses. Not everyone needs to be a scratch golfer to play at Bethpage. The other four courses are set up for beginners, women, juniors, and high handicappers alike. After golf, visit our 4,000-square-foot pro shop where every item down to golf balls are logoed with the Bethpage Black logo. Visit BethpageGolfCourse.com for more info or to shop online. We are back. All right, Justin, here's when I have the one that uh, Zach sent you yesterday. Can I read that to you? Absolutely. Okay, Zach from Massapequa. I'm having trouble hitting the green 40, uh, from 40 yards off the green. Every time I hit it, I chunk it. What do you say? 
Yeah, actually, we did this lesson on the golf course. This was with one of our juniors here, and he's one of our top tournament players and, you know, is usually really good with his short game and has actually won a couple events this year and was just really struggling with that 40-yard and in kind of distance. And what we found when we were out there with him was he was taking the club back way too far inside or, or behind his body, and he would always be kind of hitting the turf before the golf ball and wasn't able to get that perfect strike wasn't able to control his distance he was having a little bit of direction control so all we did was we made sure that when he took the club back the club head was either parallel or outside of his hands so when we're looking kind of behind somebody or standing behind a golfer the club head should line up with the hands or be slightly on the right side and as we're going through these shots, we want the club to feel like it's going to finish more low and to the left and the face is going to kind of stay open or looking at the sky. So we found that once he did that, he was able to get the club to hit the bottom of the, the, the strike right at the right spot. He was making solid contact and uh, he actually beat me in a little short game competition the other day. I was, oh boy. I was a little upset. <laughs> I haven't been practicing, but, man, he, uh, he, he, got, he got some good work in, and we were really thrilled to see those results. Well, I have to tell you that we're doing too good of a job, and it's hurting my ego. It's bruising <laughs> it because uh, our our preteens are starting to beat us now. They uh, really are. CJ Andino yep. uh, shot 75 the other day. Wow. Zach, uh, it was winning tournament. Spencer beats you. He thumps yeah. you on a regular yeah. basis, doesn't he, Justin? We've got crazy. Julia Bearden, who's shooting yeah. par now, yeah. which is great. Amazing. Amazing. Yep. Anthony, I'm going to put you on the spot. Sure. With your players in high school, what do you see as their, their biggest uh, trouble shot that they just can't uh, get right? The uh, shot out of the woods. Okay. You know, it's typically because they maybe didn't necessarily need driver, um, hit it anyway, and it's that pitch out. One, they they still trying to – it's a combination of right, um, course strategy, management, um, trying to do too much. But it's that sort of five iron, four iron, three iron, whatever you have, just a you know, little low launching, get it back into the, back into the fairway, and that you know, just taking your medicine, um, it's a whole thing, right? The mindset of accepting, mm -hmm. taking your medicine, committing to a shot, um, but just under, you know, they never really get over the fact that they're in the woods, and they and then they don't, and then they don't, think about. They think about making par. They're not thinking about just getting out of trouble and then the, then take it from there. Yeah. They're um, risk takers. Right, right. And so it's that little punch out, that little knockdown, just to get it under the branches, get it back into the fairway, you know, the 50-yard shot. Well, they always say don't follow up a bad shot with a stupid shot, right? right? Exactly, exactly. So you know, I'm doing this new system called Decade Golf. Oh, uh, yeah. Because I'm getting, you know, I'm back into competing again. And so I've been going out on Black and testing it myself, which Black, we all know, is a very hard course. So the theory is, you know what? It's about avoiding bogeys. It's not about making birdies. It's about avoiding bogeys. So I go out and I measure on the, our track, man, my dispersity with, let's say, every club. Okay, so with my driver, I know... Half the time I hit it 20 yards right, half the time I hit it 20 yards left. So last week I had a, a practice round for the U.S. Open, and, and I had a caddy down there, and he's like, okay, you're going to take it over the right bunker, and then you're going to draw it back. And I'm like, okay, first of all, half the time I hit it 20 yards to the right, so <laughs> that means those woods are in play, and half the times I hit it 20 yards left. So half the time that might work for me, but half the time it's not going to work. Sure. So my point is... Uh, I want to aim at that tree in the middle of the green. And then, you know, he'd be like, okay, now, 
here's what you're going to do. You're going to take your 7-iron, you're going to thread it over that bunker, you're going to drop it in with a little fade. I'm like, okay, first of all, I don't think I've ever faded the ball since I w learned how to play golf. I'm a hooker. <laughs> Have we met? Exactly. <laughs> Secondly, half the time with my 7-iron, I hit it seven yards to the right. I'm off the green now, and seven yards to the left, I'm in the middle. So it re made me rethink everything, and I go on black now, and I play, but I, I aim for the middle of the fairway, middle of the green, and if I'm seven yards right, I'm still on the green. If I'm seven yards left, I'm still on the green. And let me tell you, last time I played black, I was two under, because some of those putts are going to drop. Some of them aren't going to drop, but you just have to play smart golf. Just hit it in the middle. Don't get, uh, don't get you know, fancy or tricky. You know, go ahead, Anthony. You have yeah, some. no, no, go ahead. I'm finished. I want to follow up with that. I think there's uh, something important. Yeah, and, and also what, what Decade Golf says is that, uh, here's what Butch Harmon said. He said, I don't ever tell my players to fade it in or draw it in. Hit the shot that you hit, and it's because it, that's your best shot. So play to your strengths. Absolutely. And, and I think the important thing that you're talking about that Decade sort of makes you think about and I don't think players enough do, and you would probably want uh, from your your from your students is to reflect. Yep. Reflect on what you're doing out there. And this is important for Woody because when they go to the shop, Woody, they have to answer, well, what is your miss? Yep. Well, you have to know what your miss is. You have to know what your faults are, right? I mean, but, but I don't think students and golfers who want to get better reflect enough on what they've done so that they understand what their tendencies are. Yep. And then play to your strengths and your weaknesses. Exactly. We're almost out of time. Okay. Um, this always goes so fast. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I think we should just have one giant three-hour show. I think we'll we should. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And then we won't get up. <laughs> You're right. All right. So I want to thank Spine Care Technologies. They have put all, starting next week, all of our shows on the air. So thank you. My uh, uh, Roland's here with his family, uh, Dr. Cuchillo, who developed uh, the compression machine. Next okay. week it's going to be here at Beth Page, so you should come and try it out. Awesome. I'm looking forward to getting a little adjustment right after <laughs> this show. <laughs> so thank you to them. Thanks to our other sponsors. Remember, next week we're all going to be here. It's going to be awesome. 6.30, Dr. Jeff has On The Move. 7 o'clock, uh, Megan and I go on with the ladies' tea. Uh, Dan Frankel and Justin go on at 7.30 with Little Sticks. Anthony has his 8 o'clock show, and then we're on again at 8.30 with Faults to Fixes. Thank you so much for listening. You're listening to WBWD 540 AM.